part of our jobs as producers not only is to take care of people on set, but it's also to make sure they're taken care of afterwards as well. Right. So have you ever had the situation where you get a phone call from one of your crew and they have yet to be paid? It's the worst. Like it, you look at your phone, it's been about three weeks since you've shot and you see that text message from somebody like, when am I going to get paid? Yeah. What do you do? That's what we're going to talk about today. We have questions that have come in from listeners, both seasoned pros out there and also some next generation producers. So we just figured we're going to have some holiday drinks. We're going to answer these listener questions yeah. and dive in. Like and a, we're going to answer them correctly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so grab a drink and stick around. Welcome to the Producers Happy Hour with your hosts, Sister Christian and Lawrence Lewis. We're two producers with over 20 years of experience each, chatting over drinks about what it means and what it takes to be a good producer. Join us for insightful interviews and informative show topics that will help you get through your toughest jobs, biggest production challenges, and most difficult clients. So grab a drink. You're going to need it. And let's get to it. Because making shit is hard. Sister Christian, this is a first. In person, it's our second. That's right. I forgot. Well, no, we remember that time we went to that hole in the wall in Brooklyn. Oh, yes. <laughs> we went to this recording space in Brooklyn where we had to sit in a lobby of a very busy uh -huh. building and yep. with the bathroom right next to us. This guy just in the room with us. <laughs> We're like, okay, yeah. good job. Well, it all worked out. How are you? I'm good. How are you? It's odd looking forward because you're right there. I'm looking forward <laughs> for the camera. Well, you, you just got back from a string of jobs, so I know you've been very busy. So welcome back. I Thank hope you, you get time to enjoy the holiday break. I'm going to enjoy it so hard. I think I finished the last job of the year. So Great. looking very much forward to not doing anything at all next week, yes. starting next week. Yeah, I'm trying to take a little break as well. I've got stuff lined up for January, but hopefully I can have a relaxing December. Yeah. Yeah, because we deserve it. <laughs> it's been a long <laughs> year. Yeah. What are you drinking? Well, today I'm drinking a weed drink. Well, what I call weed drinks is cannabis infused drink from yes. Can, C A N N. And it is lemon lavender. It's delicious. And I heard somebody I know who did the voiceover for them. Oh, I wonder who that could be. This guy. Well, this is our holiday show. So I am drinking a spiced hot chocolate. I mean, it's just your regular hot chocolate, hot chocolate with a little bit of bourbon in it. Nice. Evan I Williams, the finest money can buy. I'll put the recipe, obviously, in our social media stuff. But you know, cocoa powder, milk, sugar, vanilla extract, a little cinnamon. It's hot chocolate, guys. Just put a little uh, Irish uh, cream or bourbon or rum. And it is everything delicious. Put it all. Just put it all in there. Well, cheers. Cheers. Show. Yeah. Let's dive in. But first, if you want to stay updated on our latest episodes, get our delicious cocktail recipes, plus some of our help for producer hacks we've learned over the years, join our newsletter. Now I know, I know what you're saying. Uh, not another email thing. <laughs> uh -huh. But don't worry. We won't do anything weird with your email address except for give it to everybody we know. Untrue. Well, kidding. We will just send you a couple of emails a month uh, from us. All the great info. So sign up at producershappyhour.com. Um, yes, make sure you do not include your social security number. No, that's secret. I'm good. All right, on with the show. Yes. We're going to pull some listener oh, this is questions. Be fun. Yeah. All right, so do you want to into the fishbowl? All right. <laughs> there we go. 
Well, this is a good one. How do I handle my crew? They're calling me about late payment, about a job that we did maybe three or four weeks ago. How do I handle that? That's this never fun. One. Yeah. This is a tough one because, you know, you're in charge as a producer. So how yeah. do you handle it? Because you are there to protect your crew, take care of your crew, and that includes making sure they get paid. Exactly. But you also, the production company hires you. You don't want to cause any waves, but it's your responsibility to make sure everyone gets paid. Oh, yeah. You're the one who's vouching for everyone. Yeah. You're vouching for the crew member saying that they're going to do a good job to the production company, and you're vouching that the production company is going to pay the crew. Right. You're right there in the middle. So right. how do you handle it? So I think that it depends. If it's a company that you have a really good relationship, you know them well, they're a solid company, they pay all the time, they're not there to cheat or scam anyone out of money, there's one approach for that. Then there's another approach that maybe it's a new company and you just don't really know what their you know, cash flow situation is. Right. So what you're saying is, is that it's a per situation yes. situation. Yeah. Yeah. How would you handle it, Lauren? I think if it was a company that I am really familiar with, I would tell the employee it's probably an oversight. This company is is worth their word. So please be a little patient if you can. If you can't, if you're in a financial situation where you really need that money, yeah, by all means, call the labor board and file a complaint. But give me a minute to reach out to the EP, reach out to the accountant and just let them know there's a crew member that's not been paid and it's getting time that they need to figure out what's going on with that and let them know that I'm going to put them directly in touch with them because I'm freelance, I'm off the job. Right, totally. Right? So they need right. to kind of take this conversation mm -hmm. over. Well, so I think that there's a, a list that you go through in your mind, right? Like you mm -hmm. just said. So was it payroll? Was it an invoice? That's the first thing you do. Yeah. Secondly, how were you paid? If you're paid via time card or payroll or invoice, have you been paid yet? Mm -hmm. So chances are if you've been paid and it was by time card, then the person just needs to check in with the payroll company. Payroll service. To see, yeah, exactly. To see if their check was lost in the mail or if there was something pending on that. So that's the first thing that I would probably do. The second thing is if I've not been paid, <laughs> then <laughs> okay, so it has been a little bit of time, right? And I know payroll was approved. So where do we go from here? And I, I like that your approach would be depending on company. And if it's the first time I've ever worked with this company, I would absolutely do a courtesy call, call them up, say, hey, when when is payroll going out? And if they say Friday, then I would, you know, relay that message. If payroll doesn't go out on Friday and it's late and it's multiple days late for, past the deadline of the labor board, I would certainly call the company back and say, listen, I would quote the state the production happened in, like the state of California requires that you pay employees within 14 days. And if it had been longer than 14 days, then I would politely let the production company know that they are going to start to have crew members calling the labor board and there will be fines per employee that's paid late and mm -hmm. recommend to them that they should pay the payroll immediately. Yeah. And then from there, I would give the crew member the information of both the payroll company coordinator and the head of production or EP at the production company and have them start immediately emailing about it. Yes, 100%. 100%. You brought up an interesting thing, though. If you're a contract employee, which technically there's Independent no contractor. Independent contractor. There's some of us who can be considered, you know, independent contractors. 
Yeah. If you have your own corporation mm-hmm. or LLC, mm-hmm. your own workers comp, you can be paid as an independent contractor on, an on invoice. Mm-hmm. invoice. And that changes things because to my knowledge, Christian, correct me if I'm wrong, but labor board does not protect you if you're acting as an independent contractor. That's a tricky one because you've guaranteed to this person that you've hired that the production company is going to pay you. Yeah. So you are the go-between. So I would say that contacting the accounting department, explaining that this person needs to get paid right away. Also too, if you are an independent contractor on your invoice, you should have terms because the majority of states out there consider the terms on an invoice to be a valid contract. Yes. Make sure that you get a email as an employee who is going on an invoice. You know, like I always do this when I produce, I send an email stating, yes, I would like to rent your gear or hire you for this amount of money. And this is your rate. And that is binding. You have it in writing. So always get it in writing. Exactly. Emails are the new paper trail. But I would tell you that it it might also work to to pop into a production company and say, hey, just here to pick up my check. (laughs) (laughs) Where is it? (laughs) I would say say that that's your your 60-day mark. Yeah. Now, if you're in California, if you're in California, Mm -hmm. this new law, AB5, that passed uh, two years ago or something, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Changed the categories of people that can be independent contractors without... Mm -hmm a company entity mm-hmm. that they bill from. And it's very few. I think only only graphic designers. There's a there's a little list. You know, we'll put this in the in the Facebook group, which uh, if you're not a member, you should join the Facebook group. But we put all of our links in there. We'll put a link in there for the AB5, what categories people are exempt from AB5 and they can bill as an independent contractor, even if they don't have a corporation right. or company entity. So that, that was the big California. I think that happens a lot in post as well, like yeah. uh, creative when, when you get into the creative realm, like a director can bill as a yes. independent contractor, whether they're a company or not. Yes. All right. Should we okay. draw another one? Yes. All right. Let's see. Wait, was this? Right oh, in the fishbowl. No. Oh. In the fishbowl. In the fishbowl. Here we go. Okay. How much do I budget for casting? Oh, that's a pretty straightforward question. <laughs> it is. Which I bet we could add some nuance to if you're interested. <laughs> we probably could. <laughs> Okay. Why don't I give you a scenario and then you give me a scenario? Okay. Okay. So this job is a comedy job Mm. and it has two main characters and a couple of supporting characters that need to play off of each other for comedy purposes, comedic purposes. And it's a 60 second spot, like 30, 60 seconds, you know, like nothing. But let's say that they're in two or three different scenarios and it's one shoot day. Okay, because it's comedy, mm-hmm. that takes a lot more exploration of finding the right chemistry. Mm-hmm. You, if it's if it's two people and 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 two two leads and maybe two others supporting, mm-hmm. you, you might have to be trying different combinations. That that means a longer callback day. I'm just riffing here, right? And to really do comedy, you need time. If it's a 60 right. second script, you got to do this commercial every single time with all these different groups. So that's like three days of casting in my head. Which and and comedy. You know, is it scripted or are you looking for improv? Oh, interesting. Interesting, right? Well, if it's tag, you cannot ask them to improv in their audition. Right. Don't forget, everybody. Mm-hmm. Or you have to pay word. them, right? You have to you pay can. them. And I've been, I, I had to, I came up on a job where we had to go back and give everyone a little bit of a payment because <laughs> I had that happen once the too. word improv it leaked out somewhere. 
It can even just be verbal. You can say improv and that's just a big no-no. Yeah. So it's, let's say it's scripted. Right. Two to three days of casting. Depending on your casting director, they're going to want a day, maybe two days of prep. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully, if you guys are very selective in who you select, it's, it's one day of callbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be a long day of callbacks. But nobody wants to pay for two callback days anymore. Right. So we're talking two prep days. Two prep, three casts. Three cast, one, one prep call, day for a callback. A prep day for a callback and a callback. I think people normally forget the prep day for callback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So prep day usually around a thousand bucks, casting day anywhere from 12 to 1800 bucks a day. Yeah. Then studio fee, right? Yeah, if you're if they're coming in person or if they're... And I would su- I guess I would suggest in this scenario that they should be in person because if they're going to yeah. be comedy off of each other kind of impossible to do on zoom yeah there's a latency on zoom okay. so there's always a little those timing. facility fees is what they're called in the budget timing is always a bit off and those mm-hmm. facility fees usually include an assistant and upload camera person uh-huh and then editing you know if you're gonna have to edit your clips or your takes then there might be a little bit more money there I think we're getting close to 20 grand. Yeah. Uh, Seven days of casting yeah yeah mm-hmm. 20 to twenty two thousand dollars so that's how much that's how much. For there you job. go. Yeah, for that job. How about um, just kind of models, like a non-union catalog, mm-hmm. you know, lifestyle shoots, maybe retail, oh, you know. I've done this before. Uh-huh. How you about mean, that? Like, and for... let's say it's 10 people. Okay. So let's say we're doing a job for somebody like Spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, they have these and people just using devices everywhere, yep, in right? In the kitchen, in okay. the living room, in, Got it. on the yeah. front porch. <laughs> exactly, like <laughs> at a bus stop. At the bus stop, right. yeah. <laughs> so the first thing I think is they don't need to speak to camera. Right. I mean, sure, it's great if we get them on camera doing something so we can get their personality. So what I would say is this is probably a casting that would not need to take place. They could be self-submissions. And that's something new that's come up during COVID. Mm -hmm. But a self-submission is getting an actor to give two or three minutes, maybe a little bit longer of straight to their iPhone camera, a little bit about themselves, a a head-to-toe shot of them, and then they upload it. So you can get literally hundreds of people submitted to your casting person. Your casting person goes through, they narrow out the people who they don't feel will work, categorize them, right? Mm -hmm. And then they put them up. So what I would say is, whether you need callbacks or not is client dependent. But let's just say there is a day of callbacks, right? I would say that that takes about a week. You post it on a Monday and ask for submissions by Thursday, So you get that many people and then on Thursday, your casting person goes through everything and posts it on Friday. I would say for that, because they are self-submissions, depending where you are in the country, could be three to four days for your casting person with a day of cleanup and booking afterwards and a day of callback. So we're talking $10,000 range, Mm -hmm. maybe a little less Mm -hmm. is what I would say for that. Pro tip, if your director doesn't have any questions, you could ask them to tell a funny story from high school or yeah. something like that that's a little bit embarrassing for them, then you can really get to see some personality on that. That's smart. I like that approach. Mm-hmm. Yep. So interesting, though, what we just mm-hmm. discovered was uh, 10 people for a lifestyle catalog shoot, cheaper to cast and four people for a comedy spot. Yeah. Mm, how about that? <laughs> I think it comes down to level of acting because I bet we could all do like a little. Yeah. Everyone is, you know, you look good. You do a little. Oh, uh, a little, oh uh-huh. swipe. 
Yeah. No problem. <laughs> exactly. All right. Next question. <laughs> okay. How do you put a budget together? With sticks, <laughs> glue, and a dream. <laughs> cocktails. Yeah, okay, cocktail. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, how long is a piece of string, right? <laughs> um, Depends on the director. Well, I bet we can break this down into a few tips, but this one's going to be a lot more involved. Budget together. Exactly. This is too involved for this one episode. Yeah, that's a whole episode. Right. But, all right, do you mind if I take a... Please. I'll start this first. Go for so, it. I'm going to answer for the new producers out there. So first of all, as a PM, you know, I, I started budgeting jobs as a PM. And all they would do is look at all of the jobs that I had actualized previously mm-hmm. and then would draw from that what to put into this budget. Actualized, not yeah, not, not previous not budgets. budgets, but actuals, which are... Important. I don't know. I, I don't know if you do this or not, but whenever I've actualized a job, I will go back to the working portion of it too to see how close I was. Yep. I do that a lot. So depending, you know, because every job is different and what you need a budget for is different. I remember to now I feel confident enough to budget jobs without ever checking the numbers against anything. Oh. <laughs> it's my own arrogance and ego. But <laughs> but I would say that my tip on this would be don't be afraid to reach out to production designers, wardrobe stylists, and especially camera gear houses to get quotes. Yeah. Because you want to double check on yourself. You could think that a production designer could do the job for this amount of money, but in the end, they may not be able to because they can't. And you don't know their job because you don't work as a production designer every day, right? So my suggestion would be to draw on your own experience from what you've done before for art department, but also check that against your production designer or the person that you'd like to hire. And if they have time, get them to look at the creative and throw a budget together for you. Sometimes they're happier doing it because... They're happy to do it. Yeah, because they want to make sure they're protected going into a job rather than just taking a job that somebody, you know, just threw some numbers on a spreadsheet and just maybe took a guess. Mm-hmm. But that does mean it's uh, you're kind of asking somebody to do a little work for free on the hope of getting a job. So some production designers don't like to do it. So right. it just really depends on who your who your crew yeah, is. Yeah, and in that case, I would say throw one together from yeah. what your previous budgets were, and then just ask them to take just an take hour and take a look at it. Yeah, and just give me some guidance. And most of the time, you'll get a like, I'm sure that I could probably make it work, but it'd be nice to have more. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. everybody always. Yeah. <laughs> I want to kind of back up and just talk about a shoot day in general. It depends. Are we talking a union job? Are we talking a non-union job? And just kind of thinking about a shoot day in and of itself. We were talking earlier about, about, you know, your recent jobs, our recent jobs. And like a shoot day now, which was much cheaper five years ago, a union one-day shoot, what are we saying? 225 to 300. I think it's 275 to 325. 275 to 325. I'm always surprised. You know, I, I was... I, this just happened where I was like, I did a one day shoot, a family around a table talking about food, right? Simple one day shoot, food stylist. But yeah, 325 grand for that kind of union full crew one day shoot. It used to be, I remember we used to be able to do, you know, 200 grand. Well, I remember there was a time less than 10 years ago in New York, you could do a non-union one day commercial for soap mm-hmm. or toothpaste mm-hmm. for 135. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I can be easily 20 grand under for you. And right. yeah. And that was a comfortably doing the shoot without hurting anybody or asking them for major deals. You know, looking at this question again, the question is, how do you put a question together? So yes. how, the way I do it. Well, a lot of money. I know, I know, right? But now yeah. how do we put it together? I say this to people all the time that are just learning how to bid. I say, close your eyes and produce the job. Mm. Run through it. It's part of imagination and it's part of experience, especially production managers who are stepping up to bidding or actually producing. Mm-hmm. Like just close your eyes and think about, you know, everything involved from your side of things as a production manager and just kind of take all that experience and put it in this world of estimating and start ticking things off. It's like, oh, we're at a house. We're going to need porta potty bathrooms because we can't use the homeowner's bathrooms. And just start thinking about the kind of crew you need and and imagining it all in your head and putting it together as, as if you were building a list of who's going to need a park. Same thing. I'm going to need BTR. I'm going to need right. this. I'm going to need boom. I'm going to, you know, and then just start kind of dreaming it all up and that honestly, for me, that's how I always was able to to bid work. That's perfect, Lawrence. Because you know, AICP program, you know, like Hot Budget or one of those programs, actually has every single line listed out. So if you start at number one, producer, yeah, <laughs> and you put in how many days that it'll take. If you go line by line, it'll actually tell you how to do it. Yeah, and I think for me, at least. I am always excited to get into the program and start filling in numbers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then I get to how many prep days does somebody need? And I'm like, oh, you know what? I need a calendar. Right. So I always start with a calendar. You mm-hmm. kind of need the calendar first. And, you know, you build in as much prep as you think you can afford and just go, go at it that way and then get the numbers in there. And it's like, well, now we need to kind of start trimming up the calendar a little bit and cutting out some prep days, which inevitably is what happened. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but well, I, I just... Budgeted a huge job where I had to actually schedule the shoot. Yeah. Oh, I did that to, too. Yeah. yeah. In order, in to, order to budget yeah. the job, you had to schedule mm-hmm. the whole shoot. Yeah. I've done that too. Um, how to do it is really based on the job, but you can start in a few places. One would be the actual budgeting program. It'll tell you. One will be previous experiences on job. And then lastly would be to rely on key personnel or vendors to help you quote out things yes. so that you're accurate. Absolutely. That's right. in a nutshell. That's in a nutshell. Easy. <laughs> how to budget, how to produce. Done. Do now. <laughs> Let's see if we can get one more in. Sure. Ooh, how can I get bigger work? Yeah, like moving on from maybe content into advertising, that kind this of This question comes yeah. up a lot. A lot it of does, great small uh, mm-hmm. production companies out there doing a lot of branded content that want to get into like, how do we get into the national commercial right. game? I remember a story you told me once about a production manager you would call for work and there was a point where the jobs weren't big enough for them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, honey, <laughs> how can I get into being paid the same amount of money? But the job isn't complicated. Yes, exactly. So how does somebody either, I don't know if it's a director or a production company or a producer, how do they get bigger work? And that could either be higher profile or higher paying work. I'm going to say that with higher profile work usually comes higher rates. Yeah. So success. I think that this is in the, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beer holder, as they say. (laughs) So let's say it's a production company, small two to five person owned production company that does a lot of great content Mm -hmm. and they either want to get to the next budget level mm-hmm. or they want to start doing 30 second ads because that will take you to the next right. budget level. Right? Exactly. Maybe you're shooting stuff for 
between 50 and 100 grand scrappy small crews and you're kind of wanting to get to the next level where maybe you're shooting a 30 second web commercial for a brand so what i would say is anytime you have a goal in mind you have to present yourself as if you're kind of already at that goal oh yeah so if you have a website if you're a production company you have a website and you've got all your your content on there that your three minute pieces your your, your profiles your company announcements whatever, whatever work you've been doing take that work and reinvent it into 30 second spots that's interesting that's if you want to be making 30 second spots mm-hmm. you have to present that you can make 30 second spots mm-hmm. it can all be spec work you don't have to lie, you know, if, if the conversation comes up and just say, no, these, these are all spec 30 second spots that we've developed from all the work we've created. Mm-hmm. But you can write a great script. You can hire a voiceover artist. You can maybe even put a little money into a, a score or a library piece of music and create really impactful 30 second spots in, in your landing page on your website. If that's the work you're going for, it should just be like six of your best 30 second spots. And then you can have all your branded content on another page if that's what bigger work means. Mm-hmm. And then you can even make a spec spot. I saw somebody made this beautiful spot for Tylenol. And it was this gorgeous footage of a ballerina in a dance studio with amazing lighting. And it was just this, it was a profile piece on this artist. They took that added VO and made it a Tylenol spot. And it was just simply gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that got them work. So those are ways present yourself as if you already are at that level to get into those level of conversations. Christian. I've found like, so when it comes to being in, you know, a production person or a crew member, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, remember all those people that you work with. I know that, you know, when I was a PA and working at companies like RSA and I'm still currently, you know, working at companies like that like you get to meet reception and then all of a sudden 12 15 years later they are an ep at a different company yeah so it's really about keep maintaining relationships there's a fine line between you know having as much confidence and ego that it takes to do this job but also being humble enough to thank everybody for hiring you mm-hmm. both are important <laughs> I can't say that enough that it's it's important to be memorable, but for the right reasons to the right Ooh. people. And that's a challenge, I know, because it just is. <laughs> but if you can maintain those relationships, like say you're a PA and like you drop off things at a production company, if you go the extra mile to say thank you to people while you're there, they will remember you. They that's, just will. And then five years later, when you are a key grip somewhere or oh. 10 years later, when you're a key grip somewhere and you see them again, you know, like just continually longevity in this business is both a gift and a curse. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because when you're around for as long as that we've been around, we remember everybody, everywhere, everything. People remember us too, but we may not remember them. So always trying to be memorable, but in a way that is positive, it would be my, my advice on this. Yeah. What you said is really astute because this is, at the end of the day, a people business. Yep. If you get on a project with somebody, you're going to spend night and day with them for, for three weeks, mm-hmm. whether it's the head of production, the executive producer, the line producer that you're working under. Having that experience be a good experience is so important. Staying in touch with people now is so much easier over email, over LinkedIn, over yeah, TikTok, or for all I know. 
Oh, so yeah, just staying in touch, staying in front of people and giving that good experience. You're not just being hired to do a good job. It's also how you deliver the job and being a pleasant mm -hmm. person. And yeah. Every agency producer that I've worked with, the ones that I like, I follow on social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great 10K. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. I'm going to work with them again, but honestly, they <laughs> we know each other through, through the 10Ks. 10K yeah. to 10K. There you go. Mm -hmm. Should we try and squeeze in one more? One more. Okay, let's do a rapid Let's, fire. Okay, here we go. How do you determine who will travel for a job? Ooh, yeah, because, okay, here's a qualifier. Okay. You may get the budget for what the travel section of the budget and say, oh, five people are traveling or, oh, eight people are traveling. How do you determine which eight people there are? The production company could have said, these are the people who have... Right. But is that doesn't always determine who travels. Mm -mm. Correct. I think, again, depends on the job. And let's, where you're going. And where you're going. Let's say it's not a foreign job. Let's say it's domestic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're going to, let's say it's a job in, a, in LA. Kansas City. Yeah. Versus Atlanta. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm, so Kansas mm -hmm. City, not a big production town. Mm -mm. Your talent pool is probably going to be too deep. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm-hmm you are going to have a really hard time finding a production manager if you're a producer. So you may really want to consider how to bring your yeah. production manager out there with you because that's going to be real. Oh, I like where you went first was to uh -huh. production support. Yeah, I always mm -hmm. feel like that's the backbone. And, you know, you may not be a producer. So if you're a production manager and you're, you're, you're putting this bit together, this might not be the right answer. But surrounding yourself with the most qualified people in those key positions. Is it a high design job? Is it, are we building stages? I mean, mm -hmm. are we building sets? Mm -hmm. Then you're going to want your production manager to be out there. Yeah. I mean, a designer. Production designer, yeah. If you're not, if it's just all locations, you can probably get away with a local right. crew. DP? DP, again, depending on the creative. If you're, if you're just, if it's, if you're doing real people, man on the street interviews, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you can work with a local. Mm -hmm. If it's very cinematic, if it's high concept, right. yeah, you definitely need to bring your DP. Right. And then they may want to bring their first AC. Exactly. Here's my rapid fire. Who you bring determines how many more people you're bringing. Mm -hmm. So production manager was not my first thought because I actually travel a lot. So I can usually nail a pretty good production manager that's a local. So I talk to my director and see what kind of support they need. So DP is usually a comfort blanket, mm -hmm. which means AC before gaffer. Yeah. Yep. Yep. First AD. Oof, yeah. At, I mean, I have pretty deep experience ADing, so it's not always a top of my list. So that's where I start to choose. Is it AD or production manager? Interesting. Not that I want to AD the job, please. No. Not, dear Lord, I do not want to be doing that in a, in a town where I don't know that they have a catering truck or not. <laughs> I don't want to be doing that. However, I do realize that there are a few things that I can pick up the slack for. And then I also look at how high maintenance the, the job or the client's going to be. Exactly. You want to make sure everybody, including yourself, is set up for success and that your director is supported creatively. Yeah. Branching off what you just said there, if you're working for a high profile director yeah. that has a lot of needs, mm -hmm. you may want to be bringing a PA 
like a high quality yeah. TA out there with you oh. to just Lawrence gets the big jobs. Be prepared <laughs> to roll out the red carpets, you know, replace whatever snacks in the bar in the hotel might need to be replaced. Or if it's a celebrity, if you're going to shoot a celebrity yep. somewhere, which I did in Kansas City. There, you, there you go. You may need to have that kind of support over. Mm-hmm. If, if it's a, if it's just a, an interview job, yeah, maybe you don't need your first CD. Maybe I don't need a production manager. Maybe I need one or two really solid right. PAs. Mm-hmm. So really kind of depend. Those nuances really change what it is. And you don't have to get everyone from LA, from your hometown. What's the nearest production center exactly. to Kansas City? Maybe New Orleans. My last job. Yeah. Right. We brought people in from Dallas. Now, what I was saying earlier, let's say versus versus Atlanta, mm-hmm. huge production pool out there. Yeah, don't bring anybody to Atlanta. You don't need to bring anybody. Your director's going to fight for their director of photography, mm-hmm. always. And maybe you have the money, maybe you don't. If you're going to a high production mm-hmm. volume city, you can probably crew it up all there. Yeah, and honestly, if you're using a local DP in a town like that, the crew's going to have more respect for our local yeah. than they are for the person they're yeah. bringing in. Just Completely honest. Yeah, there's always so a gonna, us versus them. And LA, especially if it's LA or New York, coming to any other yeah. market. On the job I did in Kansas City, we actually brought a sound person. And that's because we were filming in noisy areas. I think that we cut out a different position to bring. I think it was AD. So instead of bringing the AD, we brought a sound person because we needed it to be solid. There's three departments that get overlooked a lot. Sound, VTR, and script. And script. <laughs> If you're pressed for time and you're running and you need to see playback and the VTR guy in your third, fourth, or fifth market is not fast, you cannot get that's going to affect your overall day. If you're doing a high, there's a lot of effects and you've got to do overlays or match cuts or anything like that, mm-hmm. your VTR person is really key in those situations. So that might be something to consider. Mm-hmm. And like sound for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't ask camera on a multiple camera shoot to be playing back from the camera because we couldn't find a VTR person. Right. That would be a nightmare. Nightmare. All right, sister, my drink is done. Oh, mine too. <laughs> so that's our show. This has been great. I it's love been these great. rapid fire questions. Rapid Y'all fire questions. Yeah. Keep sending them in because we love answering them. They may not be the answer you were looking for, but it certainly is the answer. It certainly is an answer. <laughs> it's our answer. You might have your own. Hey, if you have a different answer, also, let, let us, us know. know. Yeah. We'd love to hear other people's approaches to all this kind of thing. Sister Christian, how do people get a hold of you if they want you? SisterChristianProduces.com. And Lawrence, if they want you, how do they get you? LawrenceTLewis.com. Thanks, all. Producers Happy Hour was brought to you with the help of Christopher Daniels, who is a design and branding specialist. Thanks for listening. And remember, enjoy happy hour when you can. Because making shit is hard. <laughs>